All right, welcome to our very first podcast. Uh, we are Superhero Faces, and this is our first podcast. We've done a lot of other different mediums, but on um, this is our very first one. I'm Kelsey Dickerson. I'm Brad Fay. Yes, and so a little bit about Superhero Faces for anyone who's not familiar. It is basically a journey of ours that started in 2015, 2016, to where we first originated as going to different Comic Cons, talking to people about their fandoms, uh, you know, kind of learning about why people are dressed up as they are, uh, who they're dressed up as, and it really kind of dived into this deeper project, uh, turned into a documentary called Geek and You Shall Find. As you can see, I geek and I know things. Um, it's backwards on here, but hopefully you guys can understand that I'm in selfie mode. Um, but Brad, yeah, how would you describe I geek and you shall find? For anyone, you know, like, what's your elevator pitch for documentary yeah I, I the elevator pitch I kind of give people when I email them is basically saying Yikin you shall find is encouraging people to better understand how popular culture and fictional stories from the past and present can kind of help us better understand ourselves and the world around us as well as you know historical events people that a lot of these fictional stories are based on that we might not know about yeah, and it's truly been an incredible journey. Like like I mentioned, we had just started going and talking to people and it's really evolved into this bigger thing. So for anyone who's interested in learning more, you can check out the trailer on YouTube, um, but it's on a lot of different platforms now. It's on iTunes, it's on Amazon, it's for free on Plex. Uh, there's been a lot of great feedback and it's even allowed us to be able to dive even deeper. Now we've been working on some docu-series, obviously, um, you know, the pandemic put a big halt in a lot of things that we're working on, but we've been working really hard doing things just like this, doing Skype interviews with people, um, interviewing in person when we can. And uh, we actually have a few docu-series in the works. Now, this is where we go deeper into some fandoms. Um, so for example, we have the, the Game of Thrones one. So Brad, like, what are we diving deeper into with that? Yeah, so for the film, we basically, um, you know, I had to summarize over 100 years of popular culture into an hour and a half, which <laughs> was not easy to do. So there were a lot of things that kind of became quick little, you know, almost footnotes of saying, you know, and then Star Wars came out. And that's, you know, that's not doing a franchise like that justice to be like, oh, in the 70s, the first Star Wars movie came out. And then XYZ happened, like. So this is kind of allowing us to do, I guess, more like an annotated version of the film and all those things that were little, you know, little gloss over moments to say, okay, let's go further in. That's about how did the first Star Wars come about? Like, how did it expand into a larger universe? And for the first season, we're looking at Game of Thrones and kind of discussing a lot more of the influences uh, behind George R. R. Martin's work and how he came up with some of these incredible ideas. Yeah, it's honestly so cool. I'm so excited. It's going to be four parts. Um, obviously, you guys can keep up with our journey as well. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter and Facebook is Superhero Faces. And then uh, because we had a little mishap with some passwords, uh, conundrums and Instagram is very stingy on allowing us to get our, <laughs> our uh, original one back. It's superhero underscore faces. So please follow along please make sure to share. And you can also kind of keep up with our journey there as well, as well as be able to see our trailer, be able to see some of the people that we've been able to work with, um, talk to. It's so great because our journey has been so unique 
uh, and the fact that not only have we been able to talk to people on an individual basis where it's like, you know, the fans, some of the creators, some people have been inspired by, um, you know, these things to like do great work in our communities and in the world. It's also led us to being able to talk to people like George R. R. Martin. We were able to interview Stan Lee. Um, you know, that's also a testament to, to this community, I would say, Brad. Yeah, like people have just been so trusting, so open. Things that I would have thought would be a million more loops to jump through to get to, like, haven't been. And it's just, like, really incredible seeing, you know, a lot of the people we've spoken with, too, kind of starting to get a little bit more acclaim. I, I saw Thor uh, Love and Thunder uh, a couple weeks ago, and I remember, you know, I'm watching the credits, and I see, like, based on characters by Steve Englehart, and I'm like, and that's so cool, you know, someone we, we we got to like sit and speak with is, you know, being credited, you know, as being partly responsible for these like big movies that everyone loves to go see. It's incredible. Everyone has just been so open and welcoming, but that's definitely what we fell in love with. Like, you know what I mean? Um, speaking of which in these communities, we're so excited. So just to give everyone a little overview of what this podcast that we're, we're hoping it to be uh, before we kind of dive into today's topic, um, which will be a kind of a two-parter. It's going to be before and after, but before we get into that. Um, so obviously, Brad, um, for anyone who doesn't know you, you've always really been a fan. Like, you know, you've always really had these big passions for comics, for comic books, you know, for these characters. Me, on the other hand, like, you know, I was kind of like a casual fan. Like, I knew the storylines. I saw some of the movies and things like that. But I really didn't dive deep into it. And that's kind of like a part of not only what Geek and You Shall Find was about, but also what the series is going to be about a little bit as well. Is kind of helping me kind of dive into um, these universes and learning not only about the history, not only about the ins inspirations, but also how they're making a real world impact. Um, you know, me and Levin say real world. So <laughs> mm -hmm. um, really what this podcast is going to be, it's going to be a, a way for us to kind of have that outlet that we're not able to have, um, you know, more on, on the smaller scale. Like to your point, like, you know, our projects are so big and grandiose. They cover such huge gobbles of, you know, these, of these, uh, like, you know, fandoms and things like that. We just can't dive into everything. So this is going to be really more of the way that we can dive into like shows that are coming out, movies, and just kind of be able to talk about it in a way that we normally might in a, in like one of our films or a docu-series. Uh, but we're going to be able to do this like on a weekly basis. I'm super excited. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really cool way to kind of keep more up to date. Like you said, a lot of the stuff we work on, I mean, stuff is just coming out so fast that, you know, by the time we're developing a season of the show, maybe three seasons of uh, The Boys will have passed or, you know, Umbrella Academy and things like that, that, you know, we're not able to jump back in and talk about it because it's so in the past for people that they're like, oh, you're just now talking about that. So it's kind of a cool way to keep more up to date and talk about things kind of as they happen rather than in retrospect. Which, by the way, I love that shows and things are starting to dive more into like, you know, like the bad side of superheroes and kind of taking different angles. Um, I saw this thread on Twitter talking about how like, you know, the boys comes at it from more of like a capitalistic approach. Like, you know, you got the Watchmen, you got like all these different series that are coming out. 
that aren't quite like just like glorifying like superheroes and like you know showing like the positive side of it so that's been really cool to see that evolution too because to your point I mean I remember like even being young like I'm not that old I'm not going to date myself but like you know there really wasn't a ton of like superhero stuff of course you had Star Wars but like it's really only been within the past decade or two that it's just really just skyrocketed it's crazy to see that evolution because I mean before then like what did you really have like you know what I mean there's just bits and pieces here and there like all around the fringe yeah I'm trying to think too like when I I mean I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con so long that like I've literally been going since the time you would walk up and buy your tickets day of like it was never this thing that you had to buy them like way in advance and I remember when the movie first started to trickle in but you would always know like Oh, I'm trying to think of it. I remember like Kick-Ass was coming out and like that was like a big deal. Like Kick-Ass was going to be at San Diego <laughs> Comic. And you knew that was going to be like the comic book adaptation that was going to be talked about because it was one of the few coming out the next year. But now with so many coming out, I really just go in having no idea. Like, I mean, Marvel alone is going to have four movies. Like that wasn't the case when I first started going. You would get maybe a Marvel movie a year, maybe a DC movie a year. But now with all the series and things like that, it'll be really interesting to see like how much has changed just in the past couple of years since we last got to experience a Comic-Con. Oh my goodness. I know. Like I, yeah. So obviously like we've been to like a lot of different Comic-Cons. We were able to, you know, go to like Stan Lee Comic-Con. We've been to like the tiny little Tucson one. What was that one called in Tucson where we interviewed George R. R. Martin? I want to say Tuscon. Tuscon. Yeah. I think that was Tuscon. You know, obviously we were at Phoenix Comic-Con before it became Phoenix Fan Fusion. Things are just barely opening up. We just had a panel at Phoenix Fan, two panels at Phoenix Fan Fusion, which was so great. And everyone was so welcoming there. Um, it was absolutely great. But yeah, it's been so long since we've been able to go. Um, we've done a lot. We've done WonderCon. WonderCon. Las, amazing mm-hmm. Las Vegas Con, which that seems like forever that seems ago. Ages ago. <laughs> yeah, so. That is so true. Yeah, so we've really been all over the place. but. Um, Yeah, like I mentioned, like before, obviously, as I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to, before the pandemic hit, we had all these things lined up. Uh, To your point, uh, we're going to get into San Diego Comic-Con, and that's going to be the focus of today's podcast. So Brad, as he's mentioned, has been to San Diego Comic-Con. They probably like have a poster up somewhere of him, like, you know, being an OG (laughs) San Diego Comic-Con, or maybe for other reasons. I don't know. Maybe his poster's out there for other reasons. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows with Brad? But um, yeah, we've been trying to go for a long time and it almost seems like if you can't get like a, or just like a regular ticket, we've been really thankful that we're able to get, um, you know, like basically a media badge, like to be able to go for the weekend for superhero faces. But I remember before that, before we kind of really established superhero faces, like it almost seems like, you know how like um, there's some sports teams where you basically have to inherit your spot in line to be able to, from like your great, great granddad to be able to buy season tickets. That's how it felt like. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's, That's so crazy. Call. That's a really good comparison. Like Green Bay Packers fans, I think, yeah. hand down from one generation to the next for season tickets. And <laughs> that's how it seems San Diego Comic Con's been at times in terms of how tough it is to get a ticket. Um, All right. So like I mentioned, so this podcast is going to be all about, so I've obviously never been, I'm super excited, been waiting for years to be able to go finally have the opportunity. It's coming up this week. We're going to be there all weekend. 
Um, so we're really going to kind of be talking about things that we're excited for, things that we're looking forward to, um, you know, maybe some tips from an OG person that knows what's up, especially at something of this scale. Um, and then after all the shenanigans and we uh, survive, uh, was that going to be four days, five days of Comic-Con? Five days. Five days of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we're really going to try to kind of pack it all in, show you guys some highlights, talk about some things that we're super excited about, maybe some exclusives that happen or just like cool things. Cool things just seem to always happen at Comic-Cons, not even things that you mean to or plan to, especially for us. And um, I think the people are definitely some of the highlights. So like I mentioned, San Diego Comic-Con is a whole different beast. They even were able to trademark comic-con so now anyone who's familiar with maybe they have a comic-con in their in their hometown it's not called that anymore like you mentioned like you know we talked about phoenix fan fusion used to be phoenix comic-con that's no more that is like disney level holy shit no one else can use comic-con just because san diego comic-con has been able to do that like that's wild it is wild it's literally comic convention like no one else can say they're hosting a comic (laughs) convention like yeah so what does it take like I mean okay like obviously I can kind of think of some of the bigger comic cons that we've been to but even I am not like you know a seasoned pro really like of being like yo I go with them all the time like all over the world whatever what is it about San Diego comic-con that makes it so special it makes it gives it the ability to be like yo we're trademarking this and no one's gonna stop us and it's actually gonna like work I mean, I, it's it's become, it's like a destination location now. It's, you know, something, it's, it is like the mecca of, you know, pop culture conventions where, you know, everyone comes from literally all over the world to get together, um, you know, enjoy their passions, spend time together, pursue their own individual, whether you're a Star Trek fan, whether you're into in, indie comics and, you know, that's kind of your thing, video games. There really is so much for everybody. And I'm, I'm just sitting on like the big, big thing. I mean, there are so many, you know, if it could be anime. It could be, you know, whatever your kind of niche is, there's going to be a section of San Diego Comic-Con kind of like designated for you. Don't they even have like a film fest type thing? Yeah, they have film festivals of like, it could be independent filmmakers. They have, you know, panels about like the laws of comic books. Like we're talking about trademarks and copyrights. They literally have panels where one per day from this time to this time each per day it's comic book law 101 the next day is comic book law 201 so you can you know whether you want to be involved in it as a professional or as a fan you're going to find something you enjoy that's incredible and like a lot of times too when i think about so like even phoenix fan fusion you know obviously they have like panels they have like you know big names that come there obviously there's a lot of exhibitors a lot of artists you know, a lot of people dressed up, but you don't really have like those really super crazy experiences. Like it seems like San Diego Comic-Con has like, I mean, there was a red carpet event that you said that was like $2,500 for like a foursome or like, I think it was like 250 or 500 for like just one person. So like even an event like that, like what did that even entail? Like, why was that even such like a, a, a crazy big deal? I mean, I, I think a lot of it is to, I guess it's like, it, it is like a designation place, not just for fans, but for people that are in the industry. And I mean, maybe part of it is because it is close to Los Angeles, but I mean, you've even got, you know, Marvel headquarters in New York coming out and having a booth. So 
you've got people coming in from all over the world knowing that there's going to be celebrities and i i think you kind of have to pick and choose your spots of you know you can't promote at 10 different conventions that's going to get expensive to fly your whole cast and everywhere to put them all up in hotels so i think everyone kind of picks and chooses their spots and i think san diego is kind of the one that everyone looks at as like okay if we are going to do one, it needs to be san diego so you are going to see i mean we've seen celebrities just walking down the street and it is kind of like a mini hollywood of like just it's it's just wild like this some of the celebrities just seen walking down the street i got a picture one time of like with david robinson and a stormtrooper walking around together just like the scenarios that you could be like thrust into and it's it's just unlike anything else I think that's so cool too, like learning that so many of these celebs or like these actors or whoever it is, like they also have their own fandoms and like they're geeks too a lot of the times, like, you know what I mean? So to see that not only are they there, like so many times, like, you know, there's an event, especially like a press junket or like something like that for like these movies. And it's like, yeah, it's just a part of the job. But for this, it seems like so much fun too. Like, it's like, you know, they're interacting with their fans, but they're also being able to kind of get like their geeky side out too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is like the closest thing I could think of is maybe like a Sundance mm-hmm. kind of where you have you're going to have like these A-list celebrities that are there promoting projects. But then you've got like a lot of up and coming, you know, actors and performers and, you know, videographers, cinematographers, directors, everybody who are they're just as much a part of the action. They've got a movie playing, but they're still going to stop and like look and be like, that's Keanu Reeves. Like I just walked past <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Like there's still going to be those like levels where people are like, I'm here and I deserve to be here, mm-hmm. but I also know I'm nowhere near that. And it, but, but everyone is kind of just like together there because they're all about the same thing. So just that inclusiveness is something I think is really cool about San Diego Comic-Con. Well, seeing that too, um, like, you know, we talked a little bit about Geek and You Shall Find in the beginning, but I mean that inclusiveness and that really camaraderie and you know there really doesn't seem I mean this is obviously a broad blanket but it doesn't really seem like so many people have that like ego and being like oh well I'm too good to talk to these people or whatever it's like if someone believes in something that you're doing and you're passionate about it and like there's there's really like a big picture behind it and they see that like okay also like these aren't like some crazy people just trying to like catch me up in something they're really trying to do something good and they're really passionate like they seem to remember like where they came from like you know what I mean I think that was like a huge thing for us with geeking you shall find not only were we talking about stuff that we were passionate about but we were also literally talking about like you know kids being visited and and like you know in hospitals by cosplayers you know uh superhero therapy which Dr. Janina Scarlett is actually hosting um uh, uh or not hosting is a part of a panel that's going to be multiple panels, I think probably, um, you know, as saying San Diego Comic-Con. And so just kind of seeing all these different ways that, I mean, this, this truly helps people like, yeah, we're geeks and like, yeah, this is awesome, but this is truly a way for people to be able to bond and heal and grow and being able to create positivity with stuff that they love. Like, I can't think of anything cooler than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so great. Like you mentioned, Dr. Janina Scarlett, I forgot to tell you, I got a text yesterday from Alex Brand, who we interviewed in San Francisco. He has a book coming out. Okay. Uh, So he's going to have a panel that, you know, at San Diego Comic-Con and I'm like, how cool at all, you know, everybody's pursuing their passions and it's, it's kind of cool that it's like this event that we're going to know so many, I mean, Chase Masterson. Yes. She's on a, yeah. Dr. Janina Scarlett, Mm -hmm. like, so just so many people that are continuing to pursue their passions for for like good causes, like 
I mean, it's totally, if you just want to go and have a good time, like, and enjoy yeah. for yourself, there's nothing wrong with that either. But it's so cool to see like all these people that are doing it to kind of help others, you know, make sure feel that they're included. And it's just been really cool that we've been able to kind of be a part of these people's, you know, professional careers. Yeah, seriously. And the fact that they like, you know, I mean, we're such small fish like you know you you had that great uh, example of like you know someone at Sundance being like you know what like yeah I, I deserve my spot here but like yeah I'm not on that like you know Keanu Reeves Brad Pitt level or like you know Christopher Nolan here at Sundance or something like that so it's just really cool to see these people and like how they truly understand what it's like to be in our shoes and other people's shoes and there's just so much graciousness just it's just it's there's really no other feeling like it so I'm super excited to see it on the scale of San Diego Comic-Con, like, I feel like I have a little bit of an idea what to expect, but I don't think I'm ever going to be able to, like, even try to fathom exactly what it's like until you actually just get there and experience it. Yeah, and I did, I had questions for you. I kind of was wondering what, what your expectations were, because I thought it'd be really cool if, like, we revisit this when we're back, and kind of, you know, could re-explore like some <laughs> of the things, your expectations and see what was met, what wasn't met, what was surpassed. So I kind of like, what are you envisioning in, in like a weekend like this? What are some of the things you want to make sure you get to partake in? Well, I think that's like so hard. Like, obviously, like I, I like I saw, like we follow Dr. Janina Scarlett. So like I saw she's going to be on a panel and like Chase Masterson, Chase Masterson is going to be on it. And it's about like, you know, things that they're like, they're super passionate about and things that they're going to do. So I kind of have this idea of like, I'm going to be like that little kid in a candy shop that is going to see so many different things that like, I want to go do and explore. But like, even like physically, it kind of almost seems like this is on such a huge, how many convent, like how big did you say this was? Like, I remember we were talking about it one time, isn't it like, even just like physically massive, like, are my legs going to fall? Yeah, I want to say, I wouldn't know like the geography layout, because that's not amazing, <laughs> but Brad, how dare you? You know how when we, when we would first go to like Phoenix, like Comic Con, how there were like those different. There was like the first floor, and then we would go up, and there was that like other gigantic room. So I'm kind of like envisioning like if you took all those and made it one long room, and it's still connected. added the upper, yeah. So it's like one big like oh my god, like all at once, not like oh go up an escalator and now you're looking at this other area. Now go here and you're looking at this other area. It's one big massive area, but then on top of it, you still get to go up and do the panels and things like that. Like I would want to say the area where the panels are itself is as big as some of the conventions you might've like have gone to. Like that's wild. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I think for me, especially this being like the first year, obviously we're going there. We're trying to get some content too. We have some stuff that we need to fill in for some of the, the, um, for some of the projects that we're working on. But I think for me, I would love like a little taste tester of like everything for my first year. Like, you know what I mean? A few panels, like a few, like going to like some of the cool experiences. Like if there's like a trailer or something cool that like I'm excited about, or like that our group is excited about to go see, um, being able to obviously go like see like the artists at like their booths and like kind of just seeing like the different things that they have. So I just don't even know like and then also too outside of it like even like some of the like things like you know that they're going to have in Gaslamp or like you know around where the Sandy like where the Comic-Con is like there's even events outside of the Comic-Con itself. So I own 
I almost kind of like, I was like, I kind of really want to look and see like all the different things. Cause like, obviously want to have like a good idea of what all's happening, but I also kind of want to like leave it as like a surprise and being like, okay, once we get there, sure. then we can like really kind of dive in and see and like, just be able to do it. But to your point, it's like, well, are we going to be walking like 10 square miles uh, like every hour because Kelsey doesn't know what she wants to do. doesn't know where she wants to go. But I mean, that's really just like, kind of like what I have in mind is like doing a few panels that really like interest us or like people that we know of or, or things that might be able to help superhero faces um, or things that like, you know, obviously that like we talk about all the time in our projects, being able to go to things that are like exclusive of a San Diego Comic-Con, like no Comic-Con I've ever been to has ever had like a Marvel booth. Not that I remember. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've ever had like experienced things like that. No, no. I, I mean, it's been, yeah, it'll be really interesting too because a lot of them, like DC is not going to be there this year. And like a lot of, I mean, Star, um, a lot of them are just starting to kind of do their own thing. Like Star Wars has gotten so big on its own. Star Wars Con. That they could do this Star Wars celebration and be like, you know, again, you're spreading yourself too thin. Like, how many of these can you afford to set up these big booths to staff them? Like, you know, all that stuff. And if you're Star Wars and you just did this in May, it gets a little bit harder and harder to justify every, especially sometimes they don't have anything coming out. You yeah. know, like if a big production company says, like, we really don't even have anything to promote this next year. I mean, I mean, that's going to be rare, but you know, there are times in which a studio might say, like, we, it's not really worth it for us. Like, we, we're coming out with a movie at two weeks after the con, don't really need to do further promotion. And then after that, it's going to hit a lull. So I think a lot of times it has something yeah. to do with that. I think it's kind of unfortunate because obviously when you get to a certain point, like, obviously Star Wars or, like, a Disney or DC, Marvel, like, you know, I mean, they're such household names. And especially now, like, we were talking about, like, there's such popularity with superheroes they have so much money that, you know, they can advertise like crazy. They can do all this stuff. They don't really need to do the grassroots type stuff of like being at a Comic-Con. But at the same time, like, I think you need to think about like your fans and the people that brought you there. And so still being able to offer, even like if on a smaller scale, or even if it's not, you know, like, you know, oh, we're not super promoting something that's like coming out now. Like, I think there's still things that you can do, but to your point, it's like, it almost feels like, remember when um, everyone was going away from cable, like Netflix first came out and everyone's like going away from cable and then people started popping up. Then now there's like 20 million different streaming services. And I'm like, this is basically like having cable. I called it from the very beginning that like that was going to happen. But your point, so now it's like kind of being like, okay, well now is it like, oh, is Marvel going to have their own? Then DC is going to have their own and then Star Wars is going to have um, their own. And then you're really making your fans choose, like, because a lot of times yeah. there's so much crossover, like, you know what I mean? So I think it's going to get to a point if that does continue to happen. And like, you know, if I'm a DC, if like I'm a DC person, like, and being like, yo, DC's not here at San Diego Comic-Con after right. years of not being here. Like, you know, especially yeah. after pandemic and stuff like that, that kind of just gives you like a little salty taste in your mouth, I feel like. Yeah, you would think like, even if you know you're not doing it from a like a promotion and marketing perspective it's still like just a good pr move of yeah. just kind of saying like we care about you we're gonna come even though we don't have anything specific to promote we want to show that we appreciate you you know coming out here to, to support us and i mean you know especially for like the younger generation if if you're there and you're getting to go to the marvel booth and interact with all this marvel stuff and take photos with like an iron man statue and you're not getting that DC presence, like, isn't that going to kind of, if anything, like, 
alienate a potentially younger fan base even yeah. more and make them yeah. lean one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, really quick, can you just want to fix your mic or move your mic? It's like on your like. Oh, I didn't even know I had a microphone on. <laughs> it was like rubbing I it was against just your the shirt. Cord. <laughs> see, I'm glad you. I can't hear myself. <laughs> see, see. Um, no, yeah. So I think I'm just. I think I'm really excited for just like the individual stuff. I think really overall, what I'm most excited for is just the San Diego Comic Con experience. Like you know what I mean. I think just being able to soak it all in. We've been trying to go for so long. And I think also being there with you as well as Arvin and Kate, who have never been either, I think that's just going to be a really special thing. Um, and we all like, obviously we have like, you know, things that like we really like and care about, but like, we all just have such a good time together and just being able to like yeah. talk to people or like just be able to like, you know, kind of grab things and stuff. I think it's going to be really good for all of us, especially like, you know, it's been such a hard few years for everybody. Like, obviously we're still kind of in it, but I think being able to have something like this is really good. It's been, a, it's, it's really good just for, you know, people's morale and just being able to express themselves in a different way in a safe community. You know, it's, it's also really hard to kind of find stuff that feels safe anymore to be who you are um, and express yourself in a different way. So I think that's going to be really important for a lot of people here too. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, in terms of, I wanted to add a cosplay question for you, but you know, one of oh, my big expectations is I'm hoping like creative, you know, people's creativity has been like kind of boiling over the past couple of years and they're going to be able to just, you know, bring it in terms of like the cosplay and just be some like really out of this world, incredible, incredible stuff that you're just like, how are people able to do this? No. Um, I wanted to ask if, if you could see anyone cosplaying as a character, which character would you most want to take a picture with? and say like, I want to see someone cosplaying as blank. Hmm. I mean, obviously Thor when he's naked in the new movie, like, I mean, I think you're going to have to have to like, Thor? yeah, have like a, you know, the little, uh, the blurry sign in the front and then like, you know, maybe a little, uh, song action. Um, man, that's a good question. I always just love seeing people who have like, like to your point, like, they're so creative. They're so amazing. These costumes are literally out of this world. Um, but you know what? Actually, I would love to see like some of the boys, like some some yeah. cosplay from the boys, like a Homelander. I would love to see like a Homelander or like a Butcher. Um, I mean, that series has been so fucking cool, like just yeah. so phenomenal. Those actors out of this world. So I think that would be really cool. Um, but maybe even like, I mean, gosh, anytime we go, you just see so many things from so many different things like Game of Thrones. Like, you know, I mean, we saw some, so much great cosplay from Game of Thrones in the past. Um, I'm trying to think of like other things that have come out recently that are like really big that maybe aren't even just necessarily like comic, like comic stuff. Like I'd love to see some horror things. Um, there was a time where we went and we saw like, they had like a Stranger Things costume of like a derma, a, a Demogorgon. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was wild. So I think even yeah. like some horror stuff, um, not to be confused with horror stuff. Horror, <laughs> all right, guys? Horror. H-O-R-R-O-R, all right? Can't, no one can say it right. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to even think. Yeah, I think so. I think the boys, I think I'd be most excited okay. about. I definitely would love to see 
I think that would be at the top of my list to get like a cosplay picture with a uh, Homelander and Butcher together. Okay. I think that'd be really cool. So uh, I, maybe that, that'll be on my list. We'll see. We'll see if I can check that off my list. That's what, yeah. I was like, it'd be really cool if you have some like check off items that you're like, I really want to see, you know, these three things. And then yeah. we kind of like your own little scavenger hunt of, you know, what can I check off that, I, you know, I got to experience. You know what I really love too? There's been times where like, we'll see a cosplayer, like literally obviously doing like, it'll be like a Jack Sparrow or even like a George R. R. Martin. And it's almost like, is that them? Like, I feel like, especially at this one, it's going to be like, yo, like, did I, is that actually the celebrity? Especially because you're saying like, you know, celebrities just kind of walk around. They're going to be there all weekend, like, you know, to doing stuff, either promoting things or just as fans. So that actually might be fun too, to being like, uh, did I just get a picture with someone that's actually famous or is this just like a really good cosplayer? I'll try to find, we, me and Alex still have one of, I swear it was Anne Hathaway cosplaying as like Catwoman the year she came, you know, the Dark Knight came out. Are you Like serious? we're still like, that is definitely her. Like where, I mean, she wasn't as Catwoman. She was like yeah. the big hat and like kind of that like costume. I like the we, ends like the one yeah the yeah when she leaves yeah so um and I'm, we found out later she was walking the floor at the exhibit hall but we don't know like, like what day like, or what time that had, right we're like that had to be her even more now like we already kind of thought that oh I need to see this picture oh my gosh yeah I'll find it I just gotta remember I guess I, once I find out what year I want to say that came out in, oh my god 2009 10 so uh, I'll dig back in my every Comic-Con year. I have my Comic-Con year, Comic-Con year. And that's <laughs> where like all my kind of photos live. So, and especially it, once we went digital, they came dozens and dozens. Gosh, I can't even imagine. So who or what would you like, obviously Rogue, since you're in love with Rogue, you always have to get Rogue stuff. Um, but who slash what would you be most excited to see as like cosplayer get like a picture of or video of? I really want to see a Vecna from like, mm, like mm. not because I, like Stranger Things is like my diehard thing or Vecna is my diehard thing. But like but that cosplay would that be insane. Costume, right. I'm like, that's something if someone does and like puts the time into it, it's just going to look like insanely ridiculous. And, you know, I'm like, that's what I'd like to see just how someone like executes yeah. it and does it on like their own budget, like no less. And be like, how did you manage to pull that off? So. That's what I really like to it's see. Um, I'm excited that, you know, House of the Dragons coming out. So maybe there'll be yes. like a little revival in Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, I'll definitely get my picture with a rogue and a Spider-Man like I always do. <laughs> uh, so that's always a given. So, and it's it's Spider-Man's, I want to say 60th anniversary. Oh, wow. 62. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking there'll be like a lot of cool Spider-Man stuff kind of going on. Lord of the Rings the mm, Amazon mm-hmm. series is coming out so i'm super excited Ooh. for there to be some lord of the rings yes. stuff so i think it's going to be a good like kind of mix of a lot of different things going on yeah there's just been so much too and especially like to your point like i mean there's been a few years of like you know people haven't been able to go anywhere and do this so if someone had like a cosplay planned for 2020 or 2021 imagine like they probably would have had to already work on it or have it be done so they probably have stuff from then like from recently but those are really good calls on lord of the rings and game of thrones new game of thrones things i'm not going to put my uh my opinion on uh the fact that they all of a sudden found the budget for a new show which i'm not complaining about i want to see I, I give me anything game of thrones all right fucking give me anything but like whatever i'm gonna keep that up i'm super excited but and yeah i mean to your point too like i always love seeing like 
a good Daenerys. Like I always love seeing like great, actually, I don't know if I've ever really seen Lord of the Rings cosplay actually. Now I thought, think about it. I don't think I've ever seen like, like I've seen like elves and things, but I don't think like specific Lord of the Rings, like I've never seen like a Legolas or like a Gollum or maybe a Gan, maybe Gandalf. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of Gandalf. Yes, but that's like really like the only, um, so for anyone who hears some barking in the background, uh, we have like, uh, of course it's monsoon season in, in the, in Arizona and they just decide to pop out of nowhere. So we might have some unhappy dogs in the background, but uh, don't you worry. We're trying to mute when I can. Um, yes, I'm super excited for all of that. Uh, but so before we kind of wrap up our expectations of San Diego Comic-Con, um, obviously we're going to be out there five days. We have a cool spot that's really, I think you got the one close. There's one that's going to be closer to like gas lamp and things like that. So we're going to be really in the mix um, of everything. So I'm super excited. But you actually texted the group today some really uh, some really good insight, which actually might be helpful for just any cons in general. But for one of this scale, like definitely, I think I think you had like a really good thing. So what were some of the tips that you were giving for any newbies to San Diego Comic Con? Yeah, definitely pack as many snacks as you can to avoid having. I mean, the, obviously the lines at the concession stands are crazy. <laughs> and I don't know if you really want to wait in line that long to spend 20 bucks on chicken tenders and fries <laughs> and then everything outside. I mean, just getting in and out of the convention is so hectic and the lines are so long everywhere that I mean, even if you're like, oh, I'll run across the street and get Subway, you're still going to lose like an hour or two worth of time. So I always say like pack some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, pack some granola bars, Ooh. whatever you can to kind of get you through the day and then splurge a little bit more at dinner yeah i think if i'm going to spend any type of money on anything there it's going to be some caffeine so i can keep on going yeah i always pack those little five hour energy drinks so <laughs> throw some of those in because they could be warm and still be good so i usually throw yeah. some of those in my backpack i mean there's a starbucks in the convention center but, but again the line be. is insane yeah. so yeah and you have options. starbucks yeah like so i love starbucks my starbucks by me is like really fast but yeah it's not like you have a hundred people waiting in front of you and it's like two baristas um oh my gosh the five hour energy took me back man i used to thrive on those so i went to acu some of my best friends went to UVA, and i would like have a long day of school and work and it'd be like nine o'clock at night and i would like bust one of those back have like a big mountain dew like which obviously i don't recommend that's probably not good for your heart obviously it's not but I would, yeah, bust one of those back, get down there in like an hour or two and like meet up with them and like we go party all weekend and I'd be doing the same thing right back. That just really brought me back. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited to go. I'm super excited uh, for everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in with us to our very first thing. Um, obviously, like I said, we're gonna wrap, um, we're gonna wrap up this two-parter series uh, up after we experience Comic-Con. Kind of give you guys some insights on things that were cool, things that are coming up, things that we didn't expect, um, you know, an OG's perspective, some newbie's perspective, if we can convince Arvin and Kate to convince us. But we're going to be having lots of great things um, coming up. So if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about coming up, anything that you guys think that I should see that I maybe haven't seen that's your favorite that you want us to talk about, um, please let us know. Please make sure to share. Uh, Brad, again, where can they follow us? Where can they listen to this? Um, and how can they support Superhero Faces? Well, we will throw this up on YouTube. Might need you to remind me of the password one more time because I was having some problems with that the other day. But I have an idea of how I'm going to keep all my passwords together from now on. 
so I don't you mean lose just them. putting a note in your phone like I've told you a million times no I don't <laughs> like that I'm gonna oh, put don't like, okay a, like a word doc in my google drive that I could always go to my google and know where this doc is that has all of our passwords so when I need that that's the reason I'm always scared to log out and log into the other one is I'll forget this one and can't get back so anyway I will get your password for our YouTube channel. I will throw this up on YouTube. Um, and then people can reach out to us on at Superhero Faces on Twitter and Instagram. But you have to check the Instagram. And then, or I'm sorry, on Twitter. And what's the other one? Facebook. And then Facebook. Superhero underscore faces. Yeah. And then if you want to connect with Brad and myself, um, I'm Kelsey Dickerson, obviously, at Kelsey Lee underscore D on all of my social media. Um, and then Brad, I think you kind of dabble in a little bit of Instagram, but not really. So I think mostly just superhero faces. Yeah. Uh, what's house Fayjoy, but I don't think I've posted on there in quite a few months. <laughs> yeah. So we're super excited. I don't know if you saw a little flash in the tiny little part of my window down there. Uh, there's been lightning galore around here, but yeah, we're super excited. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, please share, please like, please subscribe. Um, and we will see you next week post San Diego Comic-Con. Woo, let's do it.